episode 31 of the transition another classic episode coming to your headphones this episode is a nice eclectic mix honestly we got some great music discussion with party pack which is party next door's most recent project in case you didn't know which then turns into a discussion of us talking about how rap is actually being influenced more and more by other genres of music whether it's rock country edm etc but on the socially relevant side of the show we talk about cancel culture and how sometimes it's very counterproductive uh, it's a great show hope you enjoy it without further ado episode 31 of the transition welcome back to the transition episode 31 Oscar Prince Dimitri was back in the studio once again Alex is sipping on some tea I guess that throat is kind of hurting him pause I don't know why <laughs> and damn. I'm over here sipping on some great value drinking water straight from Walmart's finest um and we have a we have an amazing episode in store for you guys, as usual. Do we the transition? I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. The transition never delivers it, or never delivers. It never <laughs> misses. It only delivers. <laughs> Alex almost just spit his tea all over his mic. Never delivers. <laughs> that's the new um, that's the new tagline for the transition. We never deliver. We are no UPS. We are no FedEx. We yeah. are mid. Is what yeah. we are. We like James Harden in the playoffs. We oh no, that was uncalled for. That was uncalled for. Below he's, the he, belt. Yeah, he's catching some strays today. That's fine. He's catching some strays. Are we reviewing the Twenty One Savage album again? What are we talking uh. about? <laughs> if we're talking about Dracos and bullets through flying through windows. <laughs> The oh, Glock man. may or may not be in my lap. The Glock may sing on this episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's funny that we're talking about this because we were just listening to 21 Savage before we started, and he's already taking over the podcast. Like, it's just, he's just ingraining himself. Oh, man. 13 when I got a strike. All right, anyway, so. Yo, how was your week? I'm not starting oh, yeah. until I figure this out. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into that. We have to do a little recap. So my week was decent. I only had like a four-day work week, which was dope. I had today off. But strangely enough, I feel more tired today than I had any other day of the week. Maybe it's just because it's the end of the week and I'm like, I want to sleep. But uh, the sleep this, the sleep today is going to be different for sure. I cannot uh, I cannot wait. But the week, was, the week was okay overall. It was like super rainy and like depressing here though the last yeah. like, two days. So that's kind of kept me inside. But. Yeah, overall, can't complain. This is your first uh, work week. Let's clap it up for Alex. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to the next 30 years of your life. 45? <laughs> 45. If you, 45 if you don't move up. <laughs> How was it? I'm retiring at the age of 40. <laughs> oh, you, you you made the decision. I'm I'm hanging up the cleats. It it was in all honesty though, it was good. The only the only thing that's been that's been tough is and we talked about this before, trying to like figure out my sleep schedule in like that is in, a tough one in all honesty yeah what Wake time in, are we going to sleep dude the 2 a.m to to 7 a.m grind is not is not, not for the not not for the faint of heart it's not for the week yeah um i remember and i was saying this to alex yesterday when we were doing our brainstorming for this episode i remember he had texted me at like 1 and 2 a.m <laughs> the intro track off savage mode 2 and i was like why is he still up like what's going on um, yeah, you are a night owl for real. I don't know how you uh, you keep that. Like, I can't even say anything. I used to be like that. Just I was gonna say like it, weeks it, ago. It was like that at St. Joe's too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we weren't going to sleep at any uh, reasonable hour. <laughs> no, that's for sure. I like operate better at night too. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's like just qu- quiet. It's quiet. Peaceful. Exactly. I feel like I can just kind of 
just zone in a little bit. The vibe is just right at nighttime. It's you better. Just feel like something, something's gonna happen. Something yeah. good is gonna happen. The world kind of slows down a little bit, which, which I like a lot. It's not just a thousand things thrown at you at, at yeah, one that time that you got to react to. That night pool is different. Productivity at night. So just everybody just re- reverse your sleep schedules. Now we just work a um, twelve a.m. to eight a.m. workday, and you just sleep after that. <laughs> I'm gonna take that. That would be really interesting, actually. That would be an interesting experiment. Bro, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm yeah. I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for the four day work week. I want that to come. The four at day some work point. week. Yeah. yeah. I'm really feeling like a Monday through Thursday. I, I just feel like you think that's when you're at your crispiest. That's where I'm at my cre- yeah. Friday just feels like that transition day that nobody wants to be there, Name regardless. <laughs> Perfect. See, that was <laughs> that was on purpose. But it's but it's yeah. just like I don't know. I feel like. I'd love to do it. I'm sure there's case studies out there on whether people are more productive Monday through Thursday or what a Monday through Thursday work week would look like versus find the case studies a people. five day. I think Google did one, so somebody somebody looked that up for me. <laughs> somebody, so we we need a, a third like member to do just like fact checking and like um, sources and stuff. Um, but I, no, I agree. I would I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a two-day work week, three-day work week at this point. But now we're just getting uh, dreamy. But if you could do like a four-day work week and work like, what, 12 hours a day, you would do that? Yeah, dude. Not 12 hours a day. I guess you probably only have to do like 10 to make up. Honestly, man, I feel like working however many hours we work already is like enough that we should have a three-day weekend. Do you know what I mean? I think so. 8 to 5.30 is a long day. That's nine <laughs> that's and a, a half. That's, that's almost 10 a day. That's kind of crazy. That's what I mean. That's a lot of, that's a lot of your life in four days. Are we taking breaks or days. no? One hour, uh, one hour lunch. One hour lunch. What, yeah. are we, what are we eating on the, the, the lunch? Are you just like <laughs> run downstairs getting like some, some Tostitos or like what are, what are we talking about? So I'm, a, I'm an expert at cooking chicken and rice. That are you one, serious? Yeah, that one, that one I got. I can cook frozen chicken. I can't cook mm. real chicken. So that's wait. Hold on, what, <laughs> bro? I get nervous. What if I undercook it? You can't. <laughs> what if I undercook? I it? can't be out here getting salmonella in the middle of a pandemic. Have you ever eaten cooked chicken before? I can conf- Kimmy, man. Yeah, I've I've eaten cooked chicken. <laughs> so all you have to do is make it look like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my rule of thumb. Okay, so I mean, I'm setting goals for Alice myself. Alice is gonna now. die next week. Trying. I was to gonna eat. say, no, we not we not having an episode next Friday. <laughs> I was about to say this is the last episode of transition because Alex is gonna. I'm giving Alex. I'm piping Alex's head up now that he can actually make um regular chicken. He's gonna just die of food poisoning. Bro, I'm about to burn my house down more than anything else. <laughs> I'm the Alex family's come back. What happened? <laughs> we left you home for three minutes. It's all it oh, takes. Man. Okay, nice. All right. Yeah, as long as you're you're keeping. That's one thing I need to get. I, we need to get started on this podcast. But the last thing I'm gonna say, and then we are going to. Um, I need to get better at that whole um, like lunch eating situation because it's like in the middle of the workday when I get that hour to just get off the computer I just want to like roll into my bed and just like oh I've pulled that one too yeah oh it's dangerous fetal it's position a dangerous, for a little bit oh yeah uh, absolutely or under the bed is my Bro, preference but <laughs> I, I I set like seven different alarms I'm like petrified I'm terrified I will sleep through the rest of the day. <laughs> That's your job right there if you if you see the rest of the day cuz you Done. are just the foulest employee. <laughs> I remember quick all right this is truly the last thing I'm going to say and then we get started. Um quick work story. I remember if if you guys know what the um the kind of 
work office communication program slack is called it's kind of like a messaging like instant messaging kind of platform similar to like facebook messenger Love but slack. more like yeah slack slack is dope uh, but more business integrated integrates well with other things whatever whatever um not at my company but at a different company somebody had a like was 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 talking some trash on somebody else but they <laughs> accidentally slacked it to the wrong group that had like their director or like some high level employee or you know official in there and uh that was that was the job they got fired for that and I was <laughs> just it. like, dang, it's it's that easy to lose the job out here, folks. Well, so uh, don't mess th- around unless, no. you, unless you don't want to work, which in which case, then do whatever you want. Bro, that's the work from home thing, too. I am petrified. Yeah, I'm petrified on Zoom that, like, I'm going to be off mute and I don't know. I'd I would just be talking just trash on somebody. Yeah, I I just don't know the whole the the whole thing makes me nervous. I don't I just like being in front of people versus looking through screens and trying. Do you to use the podcast mic for Zoom? Please tell me you do. I do not use. The oh. podcast mic for Zoom. <laughs> I gotta. Do you put know how screen. crispy you would sound? Oh my god! My voice would cut through the air. <laughs> Hot knife through butter. Butter. Yep. Voice on the Zoom call. All right. I don't know if they want to be hearing it like that that much anyway. So it's probably no. They better. they're just gonna be like they're not gonna be able to focus on work when they hear your Luke. <laughs> your perfect, say it. Uh, what do you perfect. What are you gonna say? <laughs> I don't know. What I was gonna say your amazing vocal cords. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. Your liquid gold voice. There it is. All right. What are we talking about? We're talking about yeah. I don't know why we, we just did that super long intro session about nothing. Anyway, for those of you who are still listening for the actual podcast, here it is. <laughs> First of all, we're gonna talk. I about like that stuff. intro. <laughs> you like that intro? Okay. Um, Party pack, party next doors album EP whatever that he dropped. I think like last night at midnight, whatever. Um, so technically, I guess that's today. Anyway, he dropped that. Um, I listened to a little bit of it. I know you might have listened to a little bit of it. I didn't like it that much. One, it was like older tracks for one spliced in. That Nipsey track was good though um spliced in with some <clears> other stuff uh and it, it was you know it seemed like regular party next door affair which is probably why i wasn't a fan of it but i figured we just might as well touch on it a little yeah. bit like acknowledge it it came out um have we ever given our like thoughts on party next door on the podcast thi- i think i have and i don't know i'm probably gonna walk some stuff back that i've said earlier oh you're gonna walk it back okay yeah, here yeah. come uh, typical uh alice kaprinsky <laughs> move here uh, changing up his takes like Stephen a smith yeah no i i'm i'm gonna walk it back i really okay. don't think he's that good i guess that's what i'm gonna say so not wow you don't think he's that good i mean i think the hype is a little bit over uh overstated overrated do you know what i mean like he's i would much- that, he's really not that popular though he has like a cult following he does have a cult following and that's yeah. like but he's not major i don't i've realized that i thought he was but he's kind of not I like when you look at his streams for real i feel like he's kind of major I don't know. Can we check the sound, the uh, the SoundCloud, the Spotify SoundCloud stash? Streets. Um, it just feels like he doesn't drop enough music to me. That, and and you know you know what my thing is too. The dudes that are dropping like every three or four years or something like that, it better be like really good. And he just drops mid. He drops <laughs> like, mid. That's the thing. You can yeah, he, he is kind of major now. I'm looking. He has what um, about thirteen point four million. Yeah, it's a lot. Listeners. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that I guess that's my really complaint. You can't be like disappearing He's not that for good, yeah, and you can't disappear for that long. It's like it's the Bryson Tiller uh, conundrum. You disappear for three years and then you drop some stuff that's meh. It's like Bryson was even worse than Party Next Door. At this I think point. so too. Yeah. Um, I would say that. I don't think Party Next Door has a high like um, trap soul. Like I don't think he's ever reached that type of peak. Some people are probably going to argue that. Some people would say, but I I agree with you though. Yeah, some people are going to say P and however he names his albums, I can never remember. Yeah, um, he's got some. Re- and the thing about him is too, he's got some really good songs in my opinion. But 
there has never been like a really good album. Like I can't party re- mobile party. Mo- Anyone stupid, stupid <laughs> name Savage Anthem on that thing is cr- that's maybe my favorite song of a long time. You know, One Alex of, likes, loves the toxic. I love the toxic. <laughs> He's here for all the toxic rap. That song is hateful. <laughs> It's a great it's track a though, but he he went like one for twelve or whatever. I I haven't gone back and listened to any other song off that album since it since it came out. I don't know how so, many tracks were on there, but the one, only one I remember was the initial like first self titled Party Next Door project. Like that's the that only was one good. I really kind of commit to memory. That was back in like twenty thirteen. That's where everyone was, was like, oh my god, Party Next Door. Yeah, was that the one uh, with Break it, from Toronto on it? I believe so. As I look through it real quick, it was not. Oh yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, break from okay. Toronto over here with Drake was good. Welcome to the party, etc. Shout out. That's um, a good album. Smoke. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was pretty decent. Then he came out with Party Next Door two that like, the next year because that was 2013. Then he dropped in 2014. Took a year off. Dropped in 2016. Then he dropped in 2017 with Seven Days. I didn't even know he made this. Was it the Red um, album or no? Yeah, this yeah. is like completely not memorable to me at all i don't remember this dropping which is yeah. telling me that it's a flop he's got a song with ross on there that i like but it's one of those two it's just like it's one or two tracks that i enjoy it's not like you can go through that whole album and say just play it through yeah and then he had party mobile and party pack so he's not as i'm looking at he's kind of prolific not i wouldn't say he's prolific he's kind of just average um but at the same time it's like when you do when you are getting a project from him it's it's not going to be anything like crazy like it's he's probably operating on like a every you know year and a half type of basis and it's just like yeah i'm gonna need a little bit more for your party but anyway like i said he's not really my music anyway but with party pack with what you did listen to from it whether it was just nipsey track or just one or two of the other throwbacks was it nice to kind of hear some of his like greatest hits because this is what it felt like felt like to me like a greatest hits s type project yeah but you know then you hear that and you're like why can't you do this again do you know what i mean come at his neck then why don't you (laughs) But but you do you kind of always you can't make a hit every time. I know, but you can at least do better than I don't want to use the word mid again. I'm getting a little repetitive, but average. Do you know what I mean? Suspect. Like, yeah, it's like it's like I don't even know Drake releasing. It's how Drake has been rapping on these past few features we've been hearing, just phoning it in. Yeah, and it's like it's like Drake releasing a greatest hits album right now. Like I don't really I don't really need that. You're still yeah, in the middle. Yeah. You're still in the middle of your career. Like I don't. You're still need, in your prime. Yeah. Okay, just make enough. good, just make good music. That's all. Period. That's you all really I don't have like to ask party for. Door, huh? I'm souring a little bit. I, yeah. You know what my thing was? I think my expectations are just too high for a lot of these guys, and then when they drop what I they agree. drop, I just get disappointed. And because I like his music in spurts, it's just very specific. There's not like I can't point. You gotta to be a, in a PND mood. You have to be in a PND mood, and it's he's just not really an album artist, in my opinion. Oh, I get what you're saying. You're saying he can't put together like a cohesive type body of work of music that really kind of Correct. encapsulates like, okay, this is an album. He's yes. more of like a single, you know, song here and there type yeah. of guy. Wow. That's a, yeah. that's an interesting take. How many, there's, there's probably a decent amount of artists that fall into that, that a space. A lot. Now most. About it. Most do, I feel like. Most. <laughs> Which is but you know what I mean? Yeah. But name... You can you can't name that many artists that actually like know how to sequence and make an album anymore. In my that's, opinion, that's at least, but that um, might be a little harsh. But do you think Bryson's in that uh, that group now? Like he can't put out a cohesive like work, or I think he think tried he one more try. I, I think anniversary was an attempt at putting out a cohesive work, but it just flopped. Like it just didn't. He didn't execute. Like the thought I think was there, but the execution was just poor. 
the play was drawn up. The play was drawn up, but he missed the, the wide play receiver. Play was drawn up to perfection, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, then he they overthrew him. Threw a ball in the dirt. It's yeah. like Charles- it's like what Charles Barkley says, what is it? Uh, the operation was a success, but the patient died. Yeah. <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> yeah. We did everything we could, but yeah. he just didn't make it. If you um, take the kidney okay. out and it's still a flat line, it doesn't really, doesn't what really can matter. Do? What can I do? Um, can't okay, can't resuscitate enough. that. So if you want to go listen to Party Pack, feel free to do that. If you don't, don't. Because <laughs> it's yeah. not uh, not that big of a deal. But yeah for the main topic for this this uh music segment that we're doing what do we got we, we kind of wanted to just talk about something that's a little bit larger we know we we sometimes have these episodes where we tackle i don't know somewhat ethereal hard to hard ethereal. to grasp concept yeah you like that that was a good um, word yeah that's i think that was a nice one came Keep right out of uh, the dictionary <laughs> i mean yeah why would you do that um yeah my bad but, <laughs> but it's rap being influenced by other genres and it's something i think we're seeing more more and more especially in the um you know the hip hop trap music kind of space that I exist in mostly, and then also obviously R and B. They're just they've always been good with the samples and the uh, the instrumentation. But can I pose I a question to you? Go ahead. Who does it well, in your opinion? As Are we John, talking just John, generally? Yeah, genre fusion. What what artists do you think exemplify uh, exemplify that? Just to put some context Kendrick to it, right uh, off the top. Yeah, like how he integrates kind of like funk i think i would say is the, is the best way to to put into it um or to to kind of describe it into his songs anderson pock is a really good one um i would say even if you're talking about artists who are more brave uh this is kind of cheating because this artist is all about instrumentation i think i'm not sure if he you can classify him as a rapper but i think people like masego who have become popular in the past few years great artist amazing DM- artist right? dmv guy too of course he is it just makes sense um <laughs> And I think, you know, I, w- I will give the DM credit for that as well, because I, I think Wale kind of is in that same space. Oh, my goodness. Alex just lost his mind. But <laughs> I think Wale is in that same space. And that the DMV area, I think, is is really good with that fusion of multiple genres, multiple different um, Gold Link. flavors. JPEG Mafia, another yeah. one. Gold Link, another one. Yeah, that last uh, that last project he released, the uh, I don't want to... I want to use the term Afrobeat. I'm not sure that's the correct uh, terminology for the I type of music he was I making. I think it's what it was described. It was. It, are you talking about um, diaspora? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That's that's a great. Um, that's a great example. I think it's Afrobeat. I want to say. Maybe yeah. I saw that in the description for the album when I was looking at it on iTunes. But um, th- those are some great examples. J Cole, I think, is another one. But I was even thinking at a lower level now. If you're talking about not to say these uh, these artists are lower level but i think compared to the artists we kind of just mentioned i in my opinion they're the tier yeah. below when i think of like the like 21 savages of the world or interesting um, you know the pop smokes of the world those those type of people that are making more kind of party-esque music or more generic trap music i still think when you're listening to the production behind it like the production's always really good like the production is always on point like we talked about it with savage mode 2 was the the piano the organ that you were hearing in the background you know some of the uh the, the flute that you were hearing the the um the trumpet all different types of stuff that you were hearing in this project um that was like okay like this is kind of amazing i remember even if you're thinking and i it's crazy i'm gonna actually i'm gonna give them credit for this but I'm it ready. is kind of true i think migos does have something to do with this i think they into their use of the the piano the flute um and just a few other kind of like classic instrument sounds i i, I can't really classify which ones they were using specifically but you do kind of hear it here and there and it's kind of spliced in well and I remember they actually did that whole album. Um, 
with uh, with live instrumentation. I'm not sure if you remember that one. I'm not sure if it was like a, no. It was like a, yeah, it was like a redo of one of their um, prior albums. I'm not sure if it was Culture that they did or one of the um, the No Labels or something. Yeah. But they did an entire album with just straight, um, like, actual, like, live music being performed, like violins and everything. It was really dope. Oh, do you know what was cool that I saw? They, they, I forget what YouTube channel this is. Audio something. They have, like, hip-hop artists, though, and R&B artists come in and basically kind of do what you're saying, perform in front of uh, live orchestras, which is some of the coolest. Uh, <laughs> That's tough. I don't know, and they had a Roddy Rich one where he did Down Below, Ball. Roddy that Rich was, is another good example of that was uses. yeah, that was crazy because it's just it's weird how good they sound over like live instrumentation like that, whether it be violins, pianos, cellos, whatever the hell they're using. But and I think it really just represents a way to make the music a little bit more legitimate. Um, if you know you're not going to be getting the best lyrics, it's like, okay, well, let's just make the production as amazing as we can, and let's try to make it dynamic in some type of way. And I think it, it sounds bad, but it's done well to, to kind of mask the, the, the weakness of some of the, the bars and the, the um, substance of what you're getting rap-wise. Because let's be honest, you're not getting a lot from, you know, like Amigos or 21 or, or whatever, but... Um, when you do hear these these kind of complicated or not even complicated but a little bit more elevated sounds that you wouldn't expect it's like oh that's kind of dope what i what i continuously come back to is rappers like um oh my goodness i would say rappers like gunna and little baby who who kind of use that guitar riff that that kind of like gunna. nice introduction yeah, yeah gunna is, is that really sold the, out dates uh <laughs> sold out exactly that sold out dates kind of um type of flow i just think that's really really interesting and it um i don't know it, it's kind of its own little lane i think it's becoming and that's why i think gunna did get popular because he has that kind of interesting blend of a few um i'm not sure if you would say musical genres or just just sounds i don't know it's it's just it's just really interesting um but i will say do you kind of do you appreciate this this mixture and this integration or do you would you prefer just kind of like a pure a more pure straight product that is more based around traditional rap sounds like traditional boom bap beats traditional hip-hop beats traditional whatever that's a good question i think it depends if it's done uh tastefully or not mm-hmm I, I think agree. I think that's kind of where the rubber uh, the rubber hits the road. I think Kanye really does is the uh, a good example. I think is the peak of uh, I I know we referred to is this good yeah of genre bending as far as what these guys can do and these sounds that the style uh, bender that they can, the style bender yeah Avatar the Last Airbender but with uh, <laughs> but with music but with trap yeah yeah <laughs> trap. Rock, R and B, the four great nations live together in harmony before the before the trapping nation attacked. All right, but what were you saying? That's actually kind of real though, because it's literally it's taking all of these elements spread out, and I think that's what a lot of hip hop is though, whether it be rock influenced and Run DMC, Wu yeah, yeah Wu Tang took a whole lot from other uh, from other genres as well, and that's mm-hmm. what made their sound Especially, even like. If you want to even say like cinema, like they took a lot from like yeah. movies and like that whole like kung fu type of like vibe, which is really really interesting. Like yeah, you don't really and that's see anything wh- like that. Yeah, and that's why Wu Tang was so special though, because nobody sounded like Wu Tang, because that was that was their sound. And I yeah. think that's the interesting thing about taking all these elements from uh, from other lanes of music and trying to bring it together, because you can really make something that's much more unique than if you just kind of go down the traditional uh the path right yeah if you if you walk the path that everybody else has walked for the past however many years the so world less travel that's what you have to yeah. look for 
Yeah, and that's what Ye does really well, and that's what all that's what all these artists that you uh, that you were talking about does really well. The music music is interesting because I think we we talked about kind of how you can become a star as far as as a musician, and this is one I of think the that's ways. One way. Yeah, if you do something so incredibly unique that it's just a sound that nobody hears, and like you said, Trav, Birds in the Trap, uh, Rodeo, all that kind of stuff. Birds in the Trap, sing <laughs> Percocets and Codeine, please don't take my life. <laughs> that album I used to hate, but I love it now. Yeah, I used to hate it as well, but I, I just, I've, I've been able to find its place. Um, I understand its, uh, its place in his discography. It's interesting. I'll give it that. Um, it's not my favorite Travis project, but um, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's one way if you, and like, like I was saying at the beginning, that's one way if you know you're coming with something that a lot of other people have. Okay, how can I differentiate? Well, maybe I'll pull a little something from here. I'll pull a little something from here. I'll, I'll combine it together. And then you get a gunner or you get a, you know, you, you get a little baby or you get a Savage Mode 2 type project where it's like, okay, like this is what I'm used to, but it's a little different at the same time. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of carve out your own little lane that way, which is um, in, an interesting approach. I think of also, I think of like the rock influence, just like how you were saying with artists specifically of like, um, you know, a little Uzi or a trippy red or, or you know, those type of yeah, artists w- that we have over here. Even at XXX, yeah, uh, I w- if you I w- want to throw Yeah, I want to throw Denzel Curry into that bucket. Denzel too, Curry, that and, even- and ex- that's an excellent one. Joey Badass, I think, also yep. kind of falls into that somewhat. Um, yeah, you can you can create some interesting stuff. Man, I, I need a, another Joey Badass project. Goodness gracious. It's coming, I it's, think. Oh, oh, yeah, 85% done. 85%. Yeah, sure. yeah <laughs> we're, be- we're one year away from being one year away. <laughs> that man was 85% done in 2016. Yeah, so. like, get out of here. Hate to interrupt your regularly scheduled transition programming, but quick reminder if you haven't done it already, make sure to rate the podcast. Make sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes or wherever else you're listening to this on. Helps out the podcast a ton, and we would really appreciate it. All right, back to the show. Um, all right. I, I think that's a that's a good place to kind of wrap that one um, and then transition into <laughs> I mean, go. I'm not sure if we're, we're talking society this time around. We're just kind of talking just general stuff, which is I think is, is more apt name for this uh, kind of half general stuff, <laughs> just general, just general things, uh, whether it's um, social issues or uh, things that are going on in our own lives or just things that we think are relevant to talk about. It's, it's just um, social relevancy. I think that's uh, maybe the uh, the name of this side. Um, just things that I think people uh, would be interested in. What we're actually going to start off with is drum roll, please. Cancel culture. <laughs> I hope you guys put in the drum roll. Um, and I edit we, drum roll in. Edit, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave that in on the edit. No big deal. Um, I was hoping you were gonna give me the drum roll, and you just uh, you gave me the thousand yard stare instead. What was that about? <laughs> Bro, it's late. I'm tired. I've slept four hours a day. It. I feel it. It's, I should have gave you the drum. You know what? I, I really fumbled the rock there. You fumbled the bag. Can we um, can we go back? <laughs> can we? <laughs> let me just cut out this past like thirty seconds of us talking and just redo it. No. Bro, is um, there is there rewind live or no? Is that is not there a, thing? a live rewind button? Um, Dude, I have asked myself that question for so many years, wishing we, there was a live time rewind we button. Know Alex has said <laughs> some crazy stuff and some crazy takes in his just regular life, and he's just sitting oh there like, "Dang, God. can I take this back?" Let me run this back one time. <laughs> Let me run this back. Uh, that could be a good podcast. Things that you wish you could take back, but you can't. Ooh, oh, interesting vibe. Yeah, we um, are. You are just. Me, yeah, we've been cranking out the episode <laughs> ideas recently. Um, me and Alex came up with a good like five, ten episodes. Even if we wanted to tie that to music, we could say music that we wish never came out or came out. 
rather. Speeding Bullet be... to Heaven by Kid Cudi. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, take it away. Kids see Ghost can go as well um, while we're at it. I, don't, I, I really don't need that project. Um, but anyway, and that Yay one where he was like in like Utah or Oklahoma yeah. or wherever he was. Yeah, get get that out of here. Anyway. Every Logic album ever created. Oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure has its place. Bro, the world um, would be a better place. <laughs> no, it would not. Um, but what we're talking about is cancel culture. And the reason why I brought this up is because obviously hip hop just, I mean, at this point, music, just legend all around in the entertainment industry, Ice Cube. A lot of people were trying to cancel Ice Cube this week because he was apparently working with the Trump administration, um, working with the ops, as they say. Colluding with the ops. (laughs) Colluding with the ops. That's the charge. Um, that the internet is throwing on him because he was, I don't know, trying to come up with some ideas or trying to come up with ways to kind of work towards, I think it was the uh, the platinum plan that has been dubbed by the um, Republican <laughs> the, Party. The platinum plan. The platinum plan. That's just, oh, God, it sounds like a card. <laughs> but it's um it, it, it was oh an interesting situation because at I think throughout this entire kind of moment that we've been having in 2020, Ice Cube has stayed pretty ten toes throughout this entire thing i'm not gonna lie i think he's been an ally i i think most people would agree on that most people that you know agree that black lives matter is important and all that type of stuff but um i, I didn't really see many people calling to cancel him you know just four months ago but now that this came out everyone's kind of like ah we don't mess with ice cube all of a sudden ice cube changed we can't trust him etc cetera, etc cetera. he's he's working with the feds um and he he made a post about it and basically long story short what he was saying was it's like no party left or right is going to be everything we need it to be. There's going to be something or someone or principles or something that we're going to need to pull from the Republican side and the Democratic side to come together and, and make this work. And he's like, if I have to be the one to bridge that gap and I have to be the one to, to kind of be the bigger person that's going to bring everyone together and get the, the, the united front that we need to really make change. Because as we can see, you know, if you only have one side kind of working towards something, it's not really going to happen. He says he wants to be that that bridge. And I kind of respect that because I think it's something that's going to be interpreted negatively by a lot of people. Um, but maybe the long term effects of it are, are worthwhile. But but what do you just think about this whole thing right off the top before we get into cancel culture as like its own thing? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the Republicans can be saved, man. And I think and I don't want to talk politics, but I think that yeah, would right. be a uh, that would be the only thing I have to say about uh about ice cube necessarily and i was and i literally just thought about that because i agree with basically every single thing that you said i think he's getting treated a little bit unfairly but at the same time yeah but at the same time i really don't know if uh, at the same time i don't like the ops no (laughs) you know what i mean though it's like i really don't want them using you think that's yeah, I think I just don't want them using his image to try to like say, "Oh, Smooth here we go." Things over a yeah. little bit. Okay, it's, it's like the NFL partnering with Hove. Like, I don't even want. I don't great comparison. Even, yeah, I don't even want Jay Z to really be a part of an organization that has proved that they pretty are, evil. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 they are not allies. They've hid CTE. So it's just like. I just have a little bit of a problem with that. And it once again, you have to tread very lightly with yeah. um, this type of stuff. huh? Yeah. So I think you just had to be careful. Nothing against Ice Cube or anything that he's doing, but he's working with people that I don't think want to be changed. And I think we I think we've probably talked about this a little bit. You, people always go through life thinking they can change people I can change. I can change you. I can change this. I can change that. People have really deep-rooted problems, and uh, and most of the time, they are not open to anything that that they believe uh, 
uh, dissects their uh, their deeply held beliefs that are not necessarily true. Anything that's going to deviate from it, we're not yeah, going for it. Exactly. So while he can say I'm trying to bridge people, I very much doubt that they want any bridge whatsoever, and rather want to use Ice Cube and his image to try to uh, to try to promote their agenda. So that's kind of what I have to say. And that was just kind of what I was thinking of now. I wasn't thinking the same thing even a couple hours ago or last yeah. night when we brought this topic up. But that's just kind that's, of my thoughts. That's an interesting take. Um, and I, I, I think I agree with you, honestly, because there is that aspect of it which makes this kind of tough because it's like, okay, like I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. But when you don't know the true motivations of the other person, are you just being used in a sense? I would like to think, you know, um, Ice Cube is – intelligent enough he comes off as that type of guy to be able to read a situation and know like all right like this is what they're trying to do this is you know what i'm trying to do and let me see if we can meet in the middle or if we can't but in if we if i want to put on my tinfoil hat somewhat here um if he's predicting that you know the election is going to go the democratic way what what happens then now we get a bunch of yeah oh my god i hate talking about politics um now we get we we get um uh that kind of democratic wave or um uptick in in popularity and power of that party because obviously they're not holding um uh uh, they're they're gonna have the president and vice presidential seats and that you know the cabinet administration whatever is going to kind of be going towards their direction um in contrast with what it's been for the past four years and now the republican party and I think it's somewhat similar to what was maybe going on behind the scenes during the Obama administration of that, you know, the Republican Party, you had a lot of people who were upset. A lot of people who weren't happy with, with what was going on. And the moment they got a chance to kind of explode, pause, and, you know, let their voice be heard, they they came out and voted for a crazy person, right? So maybe he's thinking like, all right, well, if I can, if I can kind of bridge the gap somewhat, maybe we don't have as many people angry, you know, in the background or as many people feeling like they're just being completely left out of the equation and yeah you know maybe he's trying to do a, a no op left behind type of thing here if i can kind of allude to savage mode nice. too. <laughs> and you know kind of include them a little bit um maybe it's better to try and not make enemies and you know maybe try to make friends instead i don't know that's the tinfoil hat view i don't know man <laughs> it's just like I, I don't want anybody to think that because ice cube is working with the Republican Party, that that means they are in any way working towards something better or are not something that's completely evil, anti-American. And yeah, they do this all the time. It's all a game. And I'm I'm very cynical wow. about how life operates and how this kind of stuff operates, but it really is all a game. It's Alex's a pl- third eye is open, folks. <laughs> it's, can't a, fool every, <laughs> it's a ploy to keep people in power, man. All the stuff that these people do has... It's so, all a ploy, man. It's all a pl- it's always a trap. It's always a trap. So okay. that's what I would just keep in mind. And I don't know. Wh- why wouldn't you work with Joe instead? Like work it's, with the, work with the it good like guys. He was working with both sides. That was kind of oh, what he was man. talking about. We're, it seemed like he was all working with the Republicans, but it didn't seem like he was excluding Democrats from that equation. Yeah, and if I'm reading the the room correctly. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say Kanye West once said that George Bush hates black people. I I think we'll see where the, he ended up. I think the same can be said for uh, Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump. So it's I, like maybe, you know, just maybe. So it's like at the same time, why are you? Why are you even? You can't change that. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. why even? Why, why even, even go bother? through that? Yeah, and it's probably a horrible way to look at life like that. That you oh, can't, here we go. That you can't change. That you can't change that. But it's it's just one of those things that Alex is not uh, not putting the uh, the 
the, the, the step forward to uh, even bother with with that street. It's yeah, just, it's just a lost cause. It's gotten to the point of why bother though. I didn't think it would get to that point, and I used to never be at that point. But now it's just He's like there. He's there. Why? Why even? Why even care about that anymore? These people are so far lost and don't want to be saved at all that it's just like it's not even worth your energy trying. J. Cole said it best. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. She really doesn't want to be saved. (laughs) That's that on that. Um, Interesting, though. Um, And what do you think about if we're going to expand to cancel culture as a whole? What do you think about this whole idea of canceling someone based on something that they said recently um, or, you know, maybe even like a sustained pattern of behavior? Even and I'll add this caveat, even if they, you know, were a better person in the past or they did other things that were redeeming, like, you know, people coming on um one one person i think of in the sports world is um i think james McEnroe, like a great tennis player but when you hear some of his takes you hear some of the things he says it's like oh my god this guy is kind of terrible um but do you remove that from the things that you know the amazing things that he did in um you know on the court or even if you want to say um something a little bit crazier um you know like a a bill cosby type of situation or, or you know something like that where it's like okay he did something cool but he's also a terrible person you know we have to cancel this guy you know i don't know it's it's just it's on a case-by-case basis sometimes um but i don't the the whole concept kind of sounds interesting or it kind of is interesting to me to kind of dissect who gets canceled and who doesn't or who gets canceled for maybe just a little bit amount of time and who gets canceled completely seems quite subjective right very subjective (laughs) right like there's no there's no guide on this but i I just wanted your opinions yeah kanye gets canceled until he drops an album you know what i mean there you go until he drops the new yeezys and everyone's wearing them yeah then everybody yeah so i i agree with almost everything that you said and i think i think the thing is some people definitely deserve to be uh (laughs) to be holistically canceled the the robert kelly's of the world the bill cosby's of the world they've just done irredeemable stuff that (laughs) that they really can't come back from it's just one of those things. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that get this same treatment that 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 doesn't really necessarily uh, sit well with me. I think I think Pete Cole has almost been canceled a few times. Yep. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. The Rhapsody thing. Mm. Or no, no, no. The no name thing. I apologize. I apologize. The snow on the oh, bluff. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, no name. My mistake. I yes. was like, I was, I was thinking of the blank Twitter bio and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no name, no name. Yeah, no name. Not Rhapsody. No. She this, came out with a new song though, I think. Or shout out Rhapsody. Go out. listen to her new album. Yeah. Um, but the no name thing. Yeah. People, I think people often forget to look inside and understand how flawed and understand how, uh, destructive they've been before they start shouting at people on social media trying to tear people down houses it's a very interesting dynamic when you start when you start throwing uh, oftentimes boulders at uh at glass houses not even not even just pebbles so (laughs) that's what that's the thing that kind of gets to me a little bit sometimes people make mistakes and i think some people make them more publicly than others some people make them on twitter some people do incredibly stupid stuff but that does not mean they're irredeemable if uh if that makes sense you have to understand you have, you have to understand all the if you accumulated all you the stupid the yeah if you if you did if you looked back at your life and took a look at all the stupid stuff that you did and if that was public and if that was all on twitter and if that all lived out in the limelight i wonder how you'd be faring so fair enough fair enough 
what do you what do you think some i agree sometimes it's the low-hanging fruit that we get to see you know these people you know at their weakest moments or at certain at certain points where they might not look the best and it's easy for us to just say cancel them cancel them right now but it's like yeah every take or every opinion that you've had been spot on has been right has been morally aligned with you as a person probably not you probably said some some crazy stuff some off the wall stuff at some point um that maybe just never got dressed to light to the point where you got canceled um so i don't know it's it's a uh it's kind of ridiculous um when you think about it as some at, like you said some points it is very well deserved but um you know you can't give the internet power yeah. because we're, we're not very responsible <laughs> so yeah we're canceling everybody yeah people i feel like people love nothing more than just like putting other people down too do you know what oh, i mean yeah we love keeping it negative yeah they just they just <laughs> especially on twitter yeah, but I don't know. People just live to try to like tear people apart, which live to find the flaws, huh? Live definitely live to find the flaws because I think it almost like boosts people's own view of themselves once you have this understanding that these other people aren't nearly as perfect as uh, maybe you would have thought they were. I'll but, tear you down so I can feel better about myself. That's, which is really messed that's, up. That's, but that's classic, feel- uh, classic human instinct, right there. Yeah, one hundred one. Yeah, basically one hundred one. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is unfortunate to say, but I, I mean, that's kind of I mean, even if you want to full circle, bring it back to like a political sense or, you know, in this the in this this time that we're seeing right now, it's so often that we um it's it's just demonize the other guy and use why he's bad to build myself up. And that's just kind of the way we we end up doing things. And that's the persuasive message or the the persuasive method of of the day. I think um, he's bad. I'm better. Trust me type of thing or if we're talking about you know cancel culture and how we do it just as, you know, on social media or whatever um they said this they're bad <laughs> don't talk to them you know don't look at the context don't read between the lines and try to think of you know what is or what the meaning is behind this take or why did 100%. it happen you know like the ice cube situation just cancel them right off rip and i don't think that's good it's not um do your research first all right yeah. uh, get hit don't just don't just do the spark notes do the uh a little bit more digging to find out you know and make a educated opinion don't just go with it just because someone and this is so bad as well that we get these you know people who just take a screenshot of something like a tweet and just post it and like oh look that person's terrible and it's like that's from like 2012 <laughs> you know like eight years ago like they could have completely changed or you could have just lied and edited the, you know, the photo to, to say whatever you wanted to say. How many fake tweets have you seen, you know, on your timeline or just, um, you know, on other social media platforms, but it all, all it takes is for it to spread and for people to believe it. And then it gains power. And then that person is, you know, demonized. It's, it's almost too easy sometimes to, to ruin someone's credibility. The mob is a powerful force. The mob is a very, (laughs) the social media mob is powerful. Yeah. Um, and in that same vein, in terms of interesting kind of uh, topics, this is this one's more fun um, and lighthearted. A great way to end off the show. We're we're almost kind of on pace with what we uh, were going for, for the forty-five. So let's kind of wrap this one up quick. But uh, <laughs> let me let me pose a very a very simple question to you, Alex. No. Oh, all right. So that's been the transition episode thirty-one. <laughs> Why do people cap? Great question. Um. I got to breathe a little bit. I should have <laughs> thought about this a little bit more. Um, it's, it's not a simple question. It sounds simple on its face, but it's not. No, it's super complex, and I think it it comes and down. Let's 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 yeah, kind of uh, let's kind of relegate this to like on 
like the internet, social media, that type of space. We're not talking about, you know, capping in, in regular life. Let's let's kind of talk about on the social media side of yeah. things. Even though there is, you know, one-to-one similarities that I'm sure we'll find, uh, capping has kind of become the word of the, you know, of the year for, for liars or people who are, um, you know, trying to create perceptions of themselves that aren't necessarily true. Yeah. Um, and well, it's, it's very popular online, so. Yeah, well, social media is a breeding ground. Gr- breeding ground, I can't even talk for... Uh for that kind of behavior though because you you don't know me you don't you don't know what Facts. my life is i could say whatever the hell i want on uh on instagram on twitter or whatever and whoever saw it followed me unless they know me you don't know what i'm about you know, for real and you and you know the thing that you think about that is too that yeah. kind of behavior bleeds into uh bleeds into reality and that's when stuff and that's when stuff really starts getting distorted because you create this image of yourself whether it be in your head or on social media of what you now believe you are and then you walk out of your actual home and you think that's who you are (laughs) believing that you are this person and that's where we run into some problems and that's where we have issues yeah i i completely agree um and the reason I brought up this topic, it was kind of, like I said, uh, a funny kind of joke topic that came up yesterday. But as we were discussing, we're like, wait, there's kind of something to this, um, you know, that why do why are people so un- and I think this almost fake. ties back into. Yeah, right. Fake. I think this kind of ties back into the whole cancel culture thing of why are people so intent on either bigging themselves up to be something that they're not or chastising and tearing down someone more than they really need to like why are you doing things that don't really align with your true feelings and i think i don't know at some level i think it's to kind of pander to the mob somewhat and be a part of that and and kind of just go with that one-to-one without actually doing your own kind of um you know free thinking i guess is, is the best word i can come up with it but also i think tying back into what you said i think it's like this urge that we have to be I don't know that we're not okay with who we are as a as a species I guess like it feels like I, mean, I won't apply that to everyone but it seems it feels like so many people are so um, uncomfortable with who they really are as a person and they're it's not really able point. to yeah they're not really able to face that in the mirror truly so they decide to kind of lie and put on a persona or a, a facade um, that will be someone who's more acceptable more palatable to the world and we all do this in some guys or another whether you know professionally you kind of have to put on that you know what we call the white people voice you know <laughs> that you have to kind of hi how are you how are you doing um, you know that whole thing um, but even outside of that you know even outside of that you just kind of um, create a persona or a, um, a personality that's really fake to just kind of suit the the certain situation and I think that it it goes kind of too far sometimes where you were saying where it gets brought into real life and you think like, okay, that is me. That is who I am. But then when you actually have to face real problems and real issues and you're like, wait a minute, who am I really? Like, why do I feel so kind of distanced from the, the, the actual person I am? And you're kind of caught up in the, the one you that you've created for yourself and that yep. you thought you were. It's it's kind of a tough situation to be in. But Capping is capping is dangerous, right? Isn't yeah, you you made some great points. The brain is wired to uh, to take as many shortcuts as possible to get to oh, yeah. uh, to get to your end uh, your end goal. So I think when it comes to trying to be something better than yourself, I think your mind just asks itself the question: Would I rather create this image of myself in my mind and in social media, and that's how I'm going to get to this final product of what I want to be, or do I actually want to 
work on myself and try to put in the hours and the time and the reading and whatever it takes to actually like better yourself basically and a lot of people will decide to take the uh the lazy the way out because it's it's <laughs> it's hard to do the other thing but it's hard to really change yourself as a person and become better very very it takes a lifetime it, <laughs> you're not kidding yeah but so yeah i think i think everything everything you said especially about uh Oh my God, I completely forgot what you said. But your last thing I said that, um, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Everything that I was saying, kind of about um, people lying or, or deceiving others in order to come out with some type of gain or some type of benefit because of that. But what I was also going to add to that um, was that I feel like there's also um, there's a social currency that comes along with it in that there's an infatuation with being different nowadays, I feel like. Great um, point. And I almost, I credit this to, um, there was not completely, but there was that one, um, inter Instagram kind of, uh, entertainer. I can't remember his name. I want to say it's, um, oh my goodness. I'm completely, but down go, down goes Frazier. I want to say, um, is his name somewhat. And he was, um, he had that whole thing like, oh my gosh, that's different. Like, you know, when that was kind of popping off. And to some to some degree, I think that did start this and maybe it, I think it was there before, honestly, because people have always been this way. But it, it even exasperated, I think, of people wanting to be so not normal or outside the box or away from the status quo, which is fine if that's who you truly are. But when you're just doing it to kind of because it's the cool thing, because it's the trendy thing, it's, it's just becomes so fake. And I don't know, it leaves us in, in a very awkward spot where. We don't really know who we are and the people we love don't really know who we are either. And the people we love are sometimes these people online who we don't really know either. So it's like no one knows each other. No one knows themselves, um, which is a, a scary thought. So in conclusion, don't cap. What's the difference between free thinking and capping? The difference between free thinking and capping, in my opinion, is that free thinking is honest use of your own, I don't know, your own God-given cognitive ability and, and horsepower, I guess. To, to develop your own opinion on something and capping is just going with whatever happens to be popular at the time or lying to i don't know put on some type of uh facade to to suit a purpose or something like that if i had to if i had to put it into oxford dictionary terms that was that's good. i think the, the 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 difference is be a free thinker but be a uh <laughs> but but don't use that as an excuse to say uh to say crazy shit either <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be one of those fake woke people either because yep. that's also not great because now you're just taking it to the extreme. You don't want to be either of the extreme. You can have a little cap and a little and a, a lot of a lot of free thinking and a little bit of cap, I think, is a good balance. Yin and yang, 100%. <laughs> Yin and yang. Find the middle. It's all about that middle ground in everything you do in life, I feel like. It's all find, about balance. Yeah, find um, that center. <laughs> capping and free thinking i didn't think this is how we we're gonna end the episode um, but that has been the transition not episode, bad not bad right episode 31 hope you guys enjoyed it um i think that was a nice fun discussion to end the podcast on i feel like we've been ending a lot of uh doom and gloom type stuff so i want to start doing more fun and kind of uh, conversational topics like that if you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to give it a five star ratings on itunes or wherever else you're listening to this on check out the transition under the transition underscore pod on instagram to catch up on behind the scenes stuff clips and other interesting i don't know offerings over there um and i think that's it we'll see you guys next week peace, peace.